0: Today's show is sponsored by Cascartel.com, your premium spirits marketplace. It's so convenient. Go to Cascartel.com, get your spirits shipped directly to your door. Yes, some of the allocated stuff is going to cost more, but it is a convenient play. You can sit at home. You don't have to go to a raffle. You don't have to camp out overnight. You can get premium spirits delivered directly to your door and obviously those daily drinkers they are going to be more on par with what you pay in the store so check them out at cascartel.com and follow them on instagram at cascartel they're always doing awesome giveaways for their followers today's show is also sponsored by premiumbarproducts.com your number one source for laser etched glassware and barware it is also the place you can go to get the official dad's drinking bourbon Glen karen what better gift to give someone then customize laser edge glassware they have all sorts of glasses the glen the wee glen the tua the neat glass the tipsy rocks glass the kenzie dram that's the one everybody wants to get they have all sorts of glasses there as well as bar tools go to premiumbarproducts.com and check them out i actually have something i wanted to do this on the last show i have a cold open and i remember what it is you ready for this cold open warm bosom I always got a warm bosom for you, but this has to do with the fact that the last time we saw each other, we don't get to see each other very often. I see you virtually. We ran into each other at Elixir Spirits. I had my daughter with me. I was just running in to get something real quick and I gave her my phone and you realized what she was playing on my phone and I'm surprised you have not brought this up sooner than now.
1: I mean, I felt like it was a, a low spot. If you've really got to use the kid to win at Mario Kart, John, I, I, I can't even pick on you for that.
0: But like you accused me of purchasing a whole bunch of other stuff. And frankly, she's four. She
1: doesn't race very well. Well, she does take after you, evidently.
0: My favorite thing to do is wait until you try to sip your water or a drink or anything. And I just say something that I know is going to make you do a spit take. <laughs> You got nothing?
1: All right. Oh, I thought you were still talking. No,
0: I wasn't talking, but
1: You you always do the thing you just like fall off the side of the cliff like da 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 da, da do like in the cartoons, you and know the guy's walking, sudden he hits like the pothole or whatever and disappears. That's you like with your funny stories half the time. So I was doing this thing and then I tell you about in a uh, littering and littering and.
0: My hope is that this was going to be interactive <laughs> and that I was basically lobbing the ball up to you and then you were going to give me a lot of shit for it. But you didn't really bite.
1: That's like lobbing it up when the other team's like checking his shorts for sand or something. I don't know.
0: Then point Edwards. That means the ball fell on your side of the court and I win.
1: Yeah, then somebody's like, sorry, they already called timeout, doofus. <laughs> oh, whoops. Doo doo doo.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's the sound of John falling in the pothole he's just <laughs>
0: Hello, hello everyone my name is john edwards and with me as always is zeke baker and together we make the dad's drink of bourbon wherever you are whatever time it is thank you for making us part of your day hey zeke what's up so we have been talking about bantering a little bit more we are very very late in doing a review of 2020 i really hope we do this we're probably going to do it in march by the time things are going right now what are you expecting in 2021? We'll talk about this again. We'll expand on it a little bit more, but what big thing do you see happening in 2021? Thing? Like, what do you think is going to happen with whiskey?
1: I mean, I don't know. I think we're going to see more and more startups, uh, a much more, I guess, profound expansion of of sourced juice from multiple sources, I definitely see that come in as, as some of these other folks that have been doing the contract distilling kind of on the side or, or or even blatantly. Quite a few of those places are going to have juice coming of age. And so I think now when you hear the word sourced, you're, you're no longer going to be able to immediately think of, you know, MGP or LDI and Indiana. You're really going to have to look and see where it is. And, you know, I imagine a lot of places are going to tell you and be transparent about it because it's much different times as well in those regards. But I, I think that'll be one of the biggest things we see.
0: Funny should say that because that is a central theme to tonight's show and we'll get to that one thing that i want to bring up that i find interesting because it is already starting to happen i'm going to give fred minick some credit here this is one of his predictions he had for 2021 i happen to agree with him it kind of goes in line with what you're saying too but he predicted that you were going to see a lot of consolidation And I think that's the case, too, because you have a lot of source brands that have started. They realize it takes a lot of capital because then once you get bigger and bigger and bigger, you have to buy more and more barrels. So you either need to go shop yourself around to sell some of your equity or some of these bigger companies are just going to eat you right up. So I think you're going to see some of these NDPs that were not prepared for the cold winter warming up by selling off some of their stuff to some of the bigger guys
1: now i could see that happening but i think it would be for a much different reason than your train of thought and or freddie boys
0: well you have devil's river that just entered into a partnership with Sazerac for content and distribution so they are basically getting some whiskey and getting some help getting it out to people
1: So inversely, my thought would be if you're going to see folks selling off and as you say, consolidate, I think for me, it would be much more of selling out. I think it would be people that got into the whiskey game very much so as as folks did with craft beer in the not too distant past to where a lot of these guys enjoyed what they did. They had fun doing it, but they knew if they reached a a certain level to where they had a certain amount of the market share, some big boy would want to buy them up is basically a, a futures type investment. And with bourbon booming, I got a feeling there's a lot of people out there that got money and they see what bourbon is doing. And anybody that's up and coming, the sooner you buy it, you do it before they have a chance to get even bigger. And then it costs your company even more.
0: So you're saying it's one big
1: flip. If you do see the consolidation that, that you know, you're predicting, I wouldn't, like I say, I wouldn't view it as consolidating. I would view it as a lot of people that saw what was going on, found ways through brokers directly to MGP or Bargetown or whomever. Bought some barrels, had some success moving them, uh, hopefully knew what they were doing, blending them and whatnot, put out a decent product. And as soon as they began to get you know, notoriety and market shares in different markets and, and, and much more uh, in the public eye – somebody's going to make those folks a big boy offer. I mean, hell in our own backyard. I think bell Mead's pretty much completely sold out our friends over at Nashville barrel co. I mean, I don't think they're even officially a year into this. There's been offers. I think you would be surprised on the investment side of things, how you know many people are out there and just see, uh, you know, they're going to smell blood in the water and go for it.
0: Well, I think that is one thing that has not been mentioned but what the bigger rise to me is in the industry right now is the amount of brokers that are getting barrels from bigger distilleries and then getting them out to some of the ndps so yes you're right some of that other contract distilling stuff is going to come of age and you're going to see some new players in the game but you also find these brands acquiring barrels take for example the three chord whiskey drummer that came out last year take for example you know a lot of the stuff that comes out of memphis you you have just brokers finding barrels and putting them out and just saying this is good stuff we blended it together we stand behind it they know how to blend i mean i think there is the difference in NDPs for me now as even as early as four years ago is the emphasis on blending opposed to just flipping putting your label on the bottle and getting it out to people
1: there are two different things but back to the point about the you know three cord and others uh you know everyone that's got this 15-year juice coming out right now that's got the mash meal with the half percents in it whether it was or wasn't turkey who knows I think it tastes a hell of a lot like it personally but we'll say that debate for later or offline or something. But regardless, it had to come out of a major distillery. And I mean, I think there's like five or six or seven different brands now that keep putting them out. I mean, I, I saw two more in the past seven days. All of a sudden you're like, what's this label? I've never heard of it. Oh, they got 15 year juice. Oh, the mash bill, 73 and a half percent corn and then, you know, whatever the other two are, but it, you know, it's a half percent. So it, it stands out like a sore thumb. Like how much of that shit did they make and get passed on or or somebody passed on? But the the downside to that is, you know, that the single barrel aspect of it was lost and even the blending from what I understand, because all of it had already been, you know, previously, I don't know if it was blended or just dumped, but it was all in those huge ass, you know, storage vat containers. So when you got it, you just ended up with what you had.
0: Yeah. I heard it was vatted. I didn't necessarily know if it was blended or not. And that's a bigger question of whether or not you're actually getting a single barrel or if it's something that was pre-blended. I think it was single barrels that were vatted, but again, oh, don't no, quote me bats on this. Those vats are
1: huge. Those bats are huge. There's way more than one barrel in that thing. They're big, dude. I've seen pictures. Well, you have more info than me. It's it's barrel rolls that I, that's why, that's why I said, I don't know if they were dumped like intentionally ahead of time. Like, oh, this would make a good batch. Let's just put it in this vat and then put this in this vat or just, hey dude, four barrels, dump them. Next four, dump them. Next four, dump them keep it rolling let's go
0: which makes you wonder what could have been if somebody actually got to sit there and blend it or put it out as a single barrel or just how things would be different but it's that half percent out of all of that that really throws you off because it's not a typical turkey mash bill but it was distilled in lawrenceburg shit there's not that many places in lawrenceburg to go distill
1: and a half percent like i say i mean i don't think anybody does that so it just it sticks out like so blaringly but again there there is a ton of this juice hit The market looks like more is even on the way somehow. I just really wonder, you know, whatever broker landed on this gold mine took it on. I mean, they had to end up with a ton of juice. I mean, literally a ton. But it begs the
0: question, if it's that old and these other distilleries haven't released it themselves, that's the bigger question for me in 2021. If you find some stuff that's 13, 14, 15, 16 years old and the distillery itself didn't put it out the distillery that bought it didn't buy it at like seven years and keep tasting it. Why wasn't it released by the original distillery sooner?
1: Well, whomever made it, it's clearly was not their original mash bill at this point. If you're any of those big boys, you have a brand and a profile that you're very proud of and your consumers expect. So if you go in there and taste it and say, I mean, kind of like a cousin, but it ain't our juice. We don't want to make a separate line for it. Cause we're not making any more and it's going to run its course. Ah, pun it we didn't count this money coming in to begin with
0: fair enough i think that's a good way of looking at it but i do like this random bullshit with you about nothing no, we talked about a lot. I know we did, but we didn't talk about the whiskey at hand. And before we do that, I want to let you know about our good friends over at action247.com. It is the only sports book in Tennessee by Tennesseans for Tennesseans. That means if you live outside of Tennessee, this is not the sports book for you. Zeke went ahead and signed up before the national championship game. He used code DADS100. And that means if you use that code, Action 247 is going to to double your first deposit up to 100 bucks so zeke deposited 100 bucks he got 200 bucks he put that all on bama and he ended up coming home with 374 bucks congratulations zeke baker
1: hey i even forgot that uh, me and bolino had a bet in one of the boards we split it that's 50 more bucks came my way whoop,
0: whoop. Now, what are you going to do with that? Are you going to try to parlay that into some more? Are you going to bet the NFL this weekend?
1: Man, NFL, I, I've never had any luck there. I, I mean, it's too sporadic for a reason. I'll take my chances here and there and, and drag it on out a little bit. You know, I, I don't bet all the time, but every now and then you get an itch for something or, or or hear of an angle, you might want to put a little money on. So at least now I've got a go-to place to do it.
0: Well, the NHL is coming back. We have the NFL playoffs this weekend. We have Brady versus Bree. I think that's going to be a hell of a mashup, hell of a matchup. You have the Browns coming out like crazy. How about the Bills? The Bills have their first playoff win in forever. Are they going to ride that momentum?
1: Yeah, but didn't the quarterback hurt his hand or something? They're definitely not the same team that you saw play the beginning of the season by any means.
0: Josh Allen got hurt earlier in the year but i did not see anything about a Oh no
1: it's it's uh, one of their running backs that's out he got hurt that's what it was i knew it was something it's tough to keep up with all this stuff and chase the kids and work and shit
0: well it is zach moss for the rest of the playoffs due to an ankle injury so that is what happened gonna be a crazy weekend if you're looking for action you found the right place go to action 247com use code dads 100 to get your first deposit matched up to 100 bucks we're happy to have those guys on i like that it allows zeke and i to talk a little bit about some other stuff i'm gonna put my money on brady and those bucks beating the saints
1: oh uh oh john boy's gonna lay down on the action huh i'm getting
0: in on the action let's do it well we'll
1: we'll see how this goes i set the bar pretty high for you
0: getting to the whiskey this is a really cool looking bottle it's actually kind of a cartoonish looking bottle they did such a good job drawing storefronts and then you actually have daddy rack himself on the front and this is daddy rack tennessee straight whiskey the reason i find this so interesting is exactly for the reason that zeke brought up earlier about what he predicted in 2021 i kind of set him up for this without letting him know this is all corn sourced from local farmers Columbia, Tennessee, 80% level one corn, 10% rye, 10% malted barley. It is double mellowed through maple charcoal. The production is hand finished, double charcoal filtered, double mellowed, and it was distilled and mellowed in Columbia, Tennessee by Daddy Rack Whiskey Company. Did I already mentioned that this is 40% ABV, 80 proof?
1: Um. I don't know, but did you say it was all corn or just locally sourced corn?
0: All corn sourced from local farmers. So it's all Tennessee corn. It's 80% corn. 10% rye, 10% malted barley. There is only one distillery I know in Columbia, Tennessee, and that is TDC or Tennessee Distilling Company. A lot of people that live in Tennessee know about TDC, but it has flown under the radar for years and they have been down there cooking up a storm. Some of their stuff, you may have already had it and not known. This is the first bottle that I'm actually seeing that proudly says this was distilled and bottled in Columbia, Tennessee.
1: So who put this out though?
0: daddy rack whiskey Oh, okay so daddy rack tennessee whiskey is the project of j arthur rackham a local whiskey lover who said to have more than 30 years of experience working with distillers and seller masters across europe he used his gain stills around spirits blending developing an offering whereby all barrels chosen for daddy rack are aged for a minimum of three years then meticulously blended by daddy rackham to produce this beautiful 80 proof whiskey made with grade one locally farmed corn sour mash fermentation and lightly rectified copper double distillation the same care is taken with the filtration process daddy rack is filtered using the lincoln county process before aging in new charred American oak barrels. Each small batch comes from only 20 barrels blended to perfection, says the company. As straight whiskey, no coloring, caramel, or additional flavors are ever added just before bottling, every batch is double mellowed for maximum smoothness. Yes, it's 80 proof, a little lower than what we would like. It's only $30 a bottle.
1: There you go. Old Lincoln County method in there too, huh?
0: Yeah. The name Daddy Rack is a nickname Rackham was given by his eldest daughter, Grace. Quite the story.
1: You know what they say about stories uh, late at night, right? No. Put you right to sleep.
0: Well, thankfully, the people listening are probably going to be listening during the day. I hope I did not put them to sleep while they were driving cars.
1: Uh, I hope so. Hey, my head about hit the counter over here.
0: Well, I'm trying to give you as much information as I can because I know you oh, know, I know. I know you know nothing about this whiskey.
1: Well, uh, you know, to a degree, I I laugh at some of these folks that have a uh, you know an extremely elaborate or uh, intricate story, especially over a sourced whiskey. I don't know. I, I'm not sure what the amount of consumers are that that take the time to to read uh, such a lengthy uh, label. I guess.
0: Well, they don't read it. They just listen to me.
1: Oof, tough days right there.
0: I think you have to have some marketing behind it, right? You, you think about all these different NDPs that are coming out. I almost feel like John Madden, you know, 90% of the game is half mental. 90% of the game is half marketing when it comes to whiskey. I mean, you have to differentiate yourself from the people down the street. Now, I love the fact that they are transparent about sourcing. I wish more companies would do that. I wish more companies would say like, listen, you know, we tried to distill this ourselves. Shit's hard. We went and got some other whiskey and then we're going to learn how to distill and come back to it just something or just shit's hard to make a distillery so we went and sourced it to get ourselves going like i just wish there was complete transparency i think people would identify with the fact that whiskey is hard or identify with the fact that like people couldn't just go start a distillery themselves they had to be an ndp they had to get a still that's expensive and it was cheaper for them to get things going by going to buy some whiskey like whatever the story is i think the genuine story Is more interesting than anything anyone could make up.
1: Yeah. And I mean, even inside of, you know, contract distilling and source, and however you want to look at it, I mean, there's so many nuances and variables that you can plug and play in there. I personally don't see how it would not make sense to go that route versus trying to take on all the overhead, all that work and labor and and stuff yourself, especially if it's not something you're well versed in. Then you've got to hire somebody that even knows how to do it and you're not sure how good they could be at it, versus I mean, it's just like a co-op to me. I I think it's a a great synergy for the the industry.
0: You bastard. Don't tell people my idea. (laughs) I think we need to do a distillery co-op and we just get one. Still, we get a bunch of people together. Everybody can run their brand off of it. So it's like a big contract to still, but we all own it.
1: Well, I mean, basically that's what all these places are doing between Columbia barge town. Yeah. But some of the big boys.
0: But the parent company's making all the money. What if it was a co-op and we all shared it?
1: The parent company's not making all the money. I mean, you're telling me MGP is the only people that got rich off their juice? No, but they're
0: making money off of the people using the
1: still. Well, exactly. that. That's part of the fee for service. That's that's the same thing here
0: I guess I don't know anyways what do you think about this whiskey
1: being 80 proof there there wasn't a lot of uh, diversity or range also being a young product you know I will say for being young juice I did find it better than expected I think the proof definitely helps mask some of the the nuances of being younger that would be there. You might catch a little hint of something here and there. Tasting this juice, nose wise, I put very simply, it was sweet like caramel and corn. Almost kind of remind me of box cracker jacks. Maybe a little bit nutty in there. You know, I I kind of went there with it. That or you know, any other little just you know caramel corn, but a, a light caramel glaze on it. Palette wise, just it was sweet and simple, had a very faint singe at the back of the tongue. I'll let you do notes before we can ramble on this for a minute if you want, but to me I kind of went to a space in my head of I think this is probably a good reflection of what whiskey was way back in the day when nobody took notes, nobody cared about it. They were just drinking because they enjoyed it. And at the end of the hard day, they needed a pour or two because this isn't offensive in any way. The proof's not strong. Again, it doesn't have the biggest array of flavors, but it don't taste bad at all. I mean, you just sit around, you know, have a couple pours of this and it's just basically to me... You know, good sweet corn whiskey that yeah had a little bit of charred oak put to it just to round it out a little bit.
0: I agree with that. I think that is a great sentiment. I want to come back to that. I would say that this is probably the shortest notes that I have ever given to a whiskey that we have reviewed. Nose, I said banana, corn, Cracker Jack. I agreed with you on the Cracker Jack. The taste, I said noticeable corn, but I think Jack and George had a baby here. You take some of the aspects of Jack, like the banana, the brown form and aspect of it. You take the corn from Dickel and you put it together. It's got corn, but it's not that off-putting corn that I knew you would hate. Like you notice it's corn and it's not. One of those things where it's raw, cooked, or uncooked corn. It's like just the fact that corn is a note. I have to applaud them for blending this together well so that corn is there, but it's not like there. It's just a part of the tasting notes. Finish, I said it goes down real easy. Going back to your point, I think that a lot of it has to do with the mellowing process here. You know, the fact that things aren't that dominant it's the blending of the 20 barrels and the mellowing process the double mellowing process has really made this just an easy sipper it's just something exactly what you said you don't want to think too much you just want to drink and have a couple pours it's a good thing to have on the shelf for that
1: yeah i mean very easy be one of those things for folks that you know don't necessarily like whiskey or may say they don't like bourbon i think most people have a hard time not enjoying that i mean it's just really simple and easy uh you know it'd be, it'd be something you have when you're uh you know you're going fishing or, or some kind of like you know weekend in the woods to where you don't have to worry about anything or be overly responsible but you still don't want to get snookered
0: <laughs> i think it's a good thing too if you have a bunch of friends over you're not sure how they're going to take their pours right you might have some friends over some people drink it neat some people drink it on the rocks some people mix it you're not going to feel bad for putting a 30 dollar bottle on the table and letting anybody enjoy it however way they want to do it
1: true story bro yeah bro but no i mean i I do i I think this would be pretty symbolic of of way way back in the day kind of stuff to where nobody cared or wanted that high proof or high octane stuff because it it was all viewed as being hot they just wanted something sweet and easy that went down well there you go
0: i think it's funny that we found something that had some corn that zeke baker likes
1: um, I've had a few things. I, I, I've liked, you know, obviously some of the the younger pin hooks that Sean's put out. I've been a big fan of. Obviously, I I love the the high corn recipe from Willet. You know, I've said time and time again, at least so far, I I still think that's easily the the best mash bill that they've been putting out for some time. So I, I'm not totally against it. I mean, I guess it just depends on where it comes from, or uh, you know, how and who's cooking it and whatnot. It's not a deal breaker for me like some things. It's not like a a pitted note, but you can tell, you know, when folks get good quality stuff or like I say, know what they're doing when they're making it.
0: So I think for 30 bucks, it's safe to say that we are both a buy. I think the bigger thing here and the bigger story for me on this one is If you all don't know about TDC, this is a great slap in the face and just being like, there is a bunch of awesome stuff going on in Columbia, Tennessee.
1: When you see uh, distilled in Tennessee, you can't just assume one spot anymore. Nope. They have some stuff that's
0: older than three years as well. There's so much good stuff that mike has going on at tdc down in columbia and it is not just a place to go get coffee and ice cream mule town coffee is down there really enjoy it as well as hattie jane's i take sophia down there it's like a you know 25 minute drive here from where i am mule town coffee is great and that hattie jane's creamery she loves the ice cream from there
1: yeah i mean it's completely her that's wanting to go there every time you don't instigate it or or or, you know relishing that in any way i'm sure no day is off i probably don't even get a scoop of the ice cream anymore do you say
0: you know what i do though i will tell you i get a scoop of the ice cream but i have now resorted to getting two kid sizes so i want like a little taste of the ice cream but i don't want to undo everything i'm doing at the gym so i get two kids scoops of stuff one for her one for me
1: They don't have like gelato
0: no does it sound like an Italian place? I don't know. It
1: sounds like a healthy option. I mean, I think most of the ones here in town that are ice cream, you know, heavy, all have some kind of a uh, alternate option or fat free option or something.
0: Gelato is actually worse for you than ice cream. fro I mean, What? No, there's something else I'm thinking of then. I don't know. There's keto ice cream
1: that isn't That's so bad for idea. you. I'm not that smart for sure. Maybe it's just fat free.
0: Anyways hats off to daddy rack we're both a buy i'm safe to say that right zeke
1: yeah i mean i'm I'm not gonna stockpile it or i don't think i need to buy more than one but it's an interesting little bottle and uh Definitely good for when folks come over and you just want something simple you can pour that's going to mix good with anything. And at 30 bucks, it's not going to hurt you too bad.
0: No, I'm with you. It's not something I'm going to grab every night. I think it's sweet. I like it enough. It's one of those ones that you grab when friends come over. That is where I see the sweet spot
1: that or serve that with you know some kind of dessert like a hot pecan pie or something Mm.
0: oh i like what you're putting down see buds i'm all over this thank you daddy rack for sending us this bottle by no means does it affect our review we actually genuinely liked it the folks can find us on facebook at dad's drink of bourbon twitter at bourbon dads instagram at dad's drink of bourbon you can find us on your favorite podcast provider chances are you already have because you're listening to us right now zeke where else can the folks find us
1: good old nashville tennessee up down all around cheers ciao.
0: happy birthday zeke